0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Well, you might have seen Bruce Fumi previously at Dunedin Fringe as part of Best of Scottish Comedy. You might also have watched his absolutely fabulous, informative YouTube channel, Scotland History Tours. This year he returns to Dunedin Fringe for two nights, bringing us more stories from Scotland's history and more jokes. Winner of Scottish Comedian the Year, nominee for the Scottish Comedy Awards, Bruce Fumi joins me now. Bruce, great to have you with us, thanks Woo-hoo! for coming in. Yeah, it's nice to be here. And and, and welcome back. Because yeah, it's a, a donors. It's not your first visit. No, 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 this, this is like a home from home. Yeah, well, in many ways... And we tend to make a lot of that connection with Scotland uh, down here, as you've probably picked up. Yeah,
0: and I'll be making a lot of it as well, don't you <laughs> worry. I'll be filming videos from uh, the, the YouTube channel all about the... We've, we've already made one up, filmed one up in Bannockburn. Oh, it was gorgeous, yeah. And um, uh, very different from our Bannockburn. Wow, um, oh, beautiful. Really well, had a good time.
1: yeah, and I mean, those connections and those assumptions are tested all the way in your in your history work and your comedy work. Um, one of the first things I just wanted to check with you is the correct pronunciation of our city's name. Donatin. Yeah.
0: Donatian. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever heard that before from anyone other than you. So Is that right? Yeah.
0: Wait, wait, I can't even, when did I when did I see that?
1: Oh you said it on one of your one of your clips on, on your website. Oh right. Ah oh, there you
0: go. Well done. yeah. It's a Gaelic word for for Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and of course we have a sister city relationship with the Yeah, Edinburgh. but you've
0: also, for example, the river Clyde, right, so you've got a river that you call Clutha. Mm. But in Gaelic, the, when you've got a TH in the middle of a word, what it is is a signal to separate two syllables. So it's more correctly pronounced Cluai, right? So it should be the river Cluai, which is Clyde. It's like the River Clyde in in Scotland. And uh, you've got a town called Clyde up at the top of the river, what you call Clutha, what in Gaelic would be Clua. And um, at the bottom of it, you've got a town that you incorrectly pronounce Balclutha, which in Gaelic would be Balaclua. Yeah, Clyde Town. Massive
1: yeah. can of worms you're opening up, of course, um, Bruce. Um, yeah, right and wrong. Because I mean? we have enough, we have enough of a discussion uh, and debate around uh, pronounce, correct pronunciation of uh, of Maori names, place names. Yeah,
0: in fact, see the place that I'm in. What, how do you pronounce I don't know how you pronounce the place that I'm in. Right? I can't even promote the show that I'm doing because I can't. I don't. Know, I don't know how to say it. Are you at Tefari Arukatiya? Is that how you put Tefari? It's going give me it again. Tefari
1: Arukatiya.
0: Tefari Arukatiya. Yeah. Right, there you go. Right, I'm going to have to practice that. Because, <laughs> you, know I mean? you know, ladies and gentlemen, well, Tefari te, te, um, te Arukatiya, I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: It's. Well it's important though isn't it? I, but names yeah.
0: are important to people and and I shouldn't I shouldn't make light of it because um, but it's essential it's part of my show that I make light of the the venue and uh, every place that I go kind of thing. So you've got to find some reason to um, poke fun. You know?
1: Well it's fun but it's also really interesting and you know you've you've already for me opened up within the space of a few minutes a whole bunch of questions and uh, I suppose you know, that's part of the joy of what you do, is testing people's assumptions, checking things out.
0: Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? You want, um, at the end of a show, or at the end of a video, that every Saturday morning, uh, or it'll be, for you guys, it'll be, what the hell would it be? It's every Saturday, every, what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night for you guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at home, 10 o'clock every Saturday morning, you upload a video with, uh, a, you know, you want to tell a story from Scotland's history um, in a way that hasn't been told before, or at least, at the very least, to ask a question uh, that, or tell, you know... Tell, yeah, tell the story in a different way. And um, I've I've made... In the past, I've, I've been down to your Settlers Museum and told the story of, you know, the uh, Presbyterians who you know, wanted to set up a Presbyterian utopia and they thought the best way to do it was to leave a country full of Presbyterians and travel the other side of the world to a place where people eat Presbyterians.
1: <laughs> you know, this week I've already spoken uh, with Sean Brosnan, the curator at Toi Tuatago Setness Museum, uh-huh. about a new documentary series that they're going to launch oh, right. to mark 175 years since the arrival of the first migrant ship here. Uh-huh. And it's called Journey to New Edinburgh. And again, I had that conversation with him and it, w- it was testing a whole lot of assumptions about what we expect. And what we knew about those who, who made that that difficult choice to come all that way. Yeah. Um, um I'm sure you'll want to catch up with Sean if you can while you're here because that's oh, gonna be sure. an amazing resource. Um
0: hopefully this, this week I'll be uh, making a video and I was gonna call it because uh, I thought about doing a video about um obviously Thomas Burns and but um you know Wai poo. Up in the north. So, we're going to make a video up there because that must have been the most incredible migration, Scottish migration of all time. You know, going out to uh, first of all to Nova Scotia and then to Australia and then finally to New Zealand. And the things I didn't want to release two videos, we, one after the other, about uh, essentially a very similar story. And um, so, I, I'm, I'm planning to record a video. Uh, I, I, the working title is What's Left of Scottish History. Because you you know, it, I was talking to my son. We were having a cup of coffee up at the Octagon before I came down here, and um, I kind of feel at home here. I remember the first time I came here uh, with my wife and I had come and we'd flown into Queenstown because I'd met a Kiwi guy in Scotland, and oh, you got you must fly into Queenstown, right? Okay, to the beautiful scenery and stuff like that, and uh, we'd driven down and it was about three four hours, and it was pee and we're in all the way down and you know you, you spend a four hour car journey with your missus by the end of that journey <laughs> and with divorce pending and because we didn't I didn't have a Kiwi phone at the time so I had to go old school, you know, wind down the window and ask somebody directions. And we came up from Mosgiel and up and over the hill and back down to, you know, that junction. And you're like, which way do we turn? And I guessed and I went one way and I wound down the window and uh, uh, to ask directions. And the guy said, oh, you go up to the octagon, right? As if I knew what the octagon was. And uh, when I put up the window, my wife gave me that look, because the, all the rain was coming in the window. She gave me that look as if to say, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> it was right. It's surprising, isn't
1: it, Bruce, that you actually bothered to open the window and ask a question at all, because men aren't really known for... for that, the, yeah, you
0: just guess. No, but the thing is, I had no idea where I was going. And eventually, I, I had to stop again... And ask uh, and wound down the window and ask directions, and he, she was like, uh, but this time she was absolutely raging, right? And there was no way I was getting to a third attempt. And but that, and I said, but I don't know where I'm going. I don't. Know. And she said, I don't care. You're not opening that window again. And we were, and we came to a junction, and I saw Frederick Street up in the junction. And I th- do you know what? If I was in Edinburgh, because we were staying in George Street, and I said, if I was in Edinburgh, I was Frederick Street, I would turn left. And go and I turned and sure enough, it was George Street, and we found the place that we were looking for. So it, yeah, and you you've got a sense of feeling quite at home uh, here. Do you know what I mean? And which is nice. And my son, uh, kind of, he felt that uh, as well. Um,
1: Bruce, let's go back a bit. I mean, because um, it, it's if one was to look at your your personal history, mm. um, the, the fact that you're touring and talking about Scottish history is not necessarily the first thing that would leap out at you in terms of your education and your interest early on. Um, you're, you're, oh, you're, I failed
0: you're, at a lot of things. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you were you were a trained educator, but not yeah. in history.
0: No, I was a physics teacher, mm. yeah, yeah.
1: And, and so, but I
0: blew a lot of stuff up, and they said, you can't do that no more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so you've travelled the world with blowing up history, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so explain that that transition for you? Why did it happen?
0: Um, Well, no, it it wasn't a direct transition because I was a physics teacher and uh, an insurance company called Scottish Amicable set up a computer-based training department. Physics teachers were the kind of people they wanted. And then once uh, I started uh, working for them, you think I better learn about this business and I went and studied finance and blah 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 blah, blah. and I found myself ah, 14 years later I was working as a financial advisor I hated it I think why are you doing this and I was 39 I could see 40 approaching and um, you know you're going to die when you're 40. So I thought, what? I, I'd listened to a motivational tape and the, the guy said, if, here's a bit of advice. I don't know what the demographic of your viewers, or viewers, listeners are, but if there are any young people out there, all right, then uh, here's a bit of advice from you. This guy said, if you want to know what you should do with the rest of your life, ask yourself three questions. In fact, people of any age. One, what would you do if you knew you were going to be, uh, what would you do if you had all the money in the world but you had to do something, what would you do? Two, what would you do if you never ever got paid for it? Three, what would you do if you knew you were going to be perfectly healthy for the next six months and then you were going to drop down dead? That's what you should do with the rest of your life because that's your passion and it doesn't matter how much you earn. It doesn't, do you know what I mean, you'll, you, and you'll put your life and so on and, and you'll enjoy it irrespective and quick as a flash I said it'd be a stand-up comic. And um, so I, I, I started doing stand-up at, at that point and, um And so and I've, that would have been, what, 2004? And it's now, jeez! It's <laughs> almost 20 yeah. years later and I'm unemployable.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, were you the funniest guy in the crowd after no, work? No!
0: I'm never the funniest guy in any. I, that's probably not a good way to promote my show, is <laughs> it? But I, I always see every time I go into a pub, there's somebody funnier than me in there. But being a stand up isn't always about being funny. It's about having the balls to not be funny. Because, you know, that funniest guy in the, the pub who'll entertain his mates doesn't have the, the balls to get up on stage and and take that risk. And, um, and I, I guess what I do is a kind of blend of edu comedy. Right. So when people leave, they'll have had a laugh, but they'll also have learned some stuff along the way. Do you know what I mean? So that's the plan is uh, to, to do that. I always like to kind of feel that people have left with something.
1: Mm-hmm. Looking at your, your online work, um, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear that what you want to do is to test people's assumptions or test the existing mm-hmm. history, the recorded history mm-hmm. and, and ask Whose history is there? Whose yeah. version of whose history is that? Yeah, because, yeah, that's... Uh, so w- w- how do you develop your version of history?
0: Oh, uh, there's a question. Uh, and the, the very fact that I'm pausing suggests that I haven't even thought that through. <laughs> you know, you, no, you just, you, you know, you read something and you, you you read a story and everyone's got a perspective and everyone's got... We, we all have our head full of biases and prejudice and filters and all that kind of stuff and and I've got that and you know you know you read a story about back home it's interesting because in the west coast of Scotland not I'm from the east coast right I'm from Perth and but in the over in the west in Glasgow and Lanarkshire and stuff like that there's this whole Catholic Protestant thing and um, so when I do a a story about Mary Queen of Scots all the Protestants (laughs) hate her right when I do a a story about John Knox all the Catholics hate him and I don't really have a dog in the fight but I've got a huge amount of sympathy for Mary Queen you know when you read the story I don't know how many books I've read about Mary Queen of Scots but you start to get a feel for the injustices that she went through and you kind of feel a sympathy for her. Now, she was still she was still a tough. She was born to be queen and all that kind of stuff, right? And I'm kind of, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not a royalist or anything like that. But you you try and get a, a, a sympathy for the people. And I think that's the point, is I always try and kind of think, what would it have been like? What was it like for that person? What did they go through? What would it be like if I'd had to go through that? What would have been my emotions and torments and stuff like that? And and trying to get to the root of that is, I think, the essence of... Because you'll never... There will always be people that think, you know, she was a harlot and a hussy and she murdered her husband. And there will be people... I I don't think she did, but... um, there'll be other people that take a much more sympathy. You know, so you're never going to... You can't get... Pe- God, getting people to agree on whether or not a football pundit should be allowed to comment on
1: did, did, have, have you are you aware mm, of this here? What's the little bit of a comment online about it? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So back home there's a whole hoo-ha about and you see people. if you can't get people to agree on what's happening right now in front of their, their face how are you going to get them to agree on what happened 300 years ago? But what you can do hopefully is try and Introduce a bit of pathos and, and ask people Can you imagine what it would be like for you What would it be like for these people, these real people
1: And you encourage critical thinking You encourage people to take pause And take a moment to do some reading and Hopefully, hopefully, hmm. hopefully, yeah Are you well read
0: yourself? No, I'm a terrible reader I wish it was better I never read for, for fun You know, I, I don't read for joy I, And th- that was why I studied physics Was because I, I was really slow My son's severely dyslexic and my wife says, "Oh, you you must be, and and, and how do you know that you haven't you haven't tested it? Because that scientific mind, you know, you say, oh, you're you're probably dyslexic as well. We can't know that without testing it. And uh, yeah, but your son's yeah, but you still got to test it. And the thing is, I'm 58 now. It doesn't matter. Do you know? What I mean, I'm I'm 58 and unemployable." If I'm dyslexic, I'm dyslexic. But I, I find reading a, a, a chore and a, a read for, for work rather than for leisure. Do you know what I mean?
1: Let's talk about um, your online presence and the videos that you've been creating for mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, how and why did you turn in that direction? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was an accident. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean... Um, I don't know if in the I don't know five or ten minutes we've spoken, you've worked out that here's a guy that's got no plan for it. <laughs> <one. laughs> so I I was I always did shows at the Edinburgh Fringe, and and indeed here about Scottish history, and and uh, in 2017 I did a, a show called Macbeth without the Shakespeare bollocks, uh, which was all about the real Macbeth and uh, blah 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 blah. And I thought, do you know, I can take people to places that I know Macbeth walked. And I, so I started taking people and so I became a tour guide. I was a tour guide during the day and I was a stand-up comic at night. I had the, the best job in the world and the second best job in the world. Who gets to do that? Do you know what I mean? And um, then COVID came along and both jobs were unviable. Now, a lot of my mates, my stand-up comic mates, would get jobs stacking shelves in super... Because everyone had to just get by. And um, But I don't know, because you actually, you guys did pretty well with the whole COVID thing here. Uh, But back then, remember people, there were all these people dying in Italy and stuff like that before it reached the UK... And, and there were people dying. And it was, like, horrific. And, but it seemed to be fat middle-aged people that it targeted. So my wife said, you're not leaving the house, mate. <laughs> right? really? I was a parap- and she had a proper job. She's a physiotherapist. Um, in fact, we met as a result of a groin strain from playing rugby, genuinely. Now, she doesn't play rugby anymore, but um, she's still a physiotherapist. And um, so she's got, she had a proper job. And she said, look... Do you know what I mean? Do whatever you think you need, and she and we cancelled Sky Telly, and we, you know, we did all that kind of thing, and just got by. And she gave me the, you know, they say behind every great man there's an astonished (laughs) mother-in-law, and um, so, and I don't, I'm not suggesting for a minute I'm a great man, but what is true is that I would never have done what I've done over the last two years without my wife giving me the time and space. To be able to do it, you know what I mean.
1: And so you generated
0: work. I, I went. I started to make videos. Yeah, uh, because you couldn't. You know, you couldn't actually go and see anyone live. Mm. So I started to make these little videos. Never for a minute thinking that it it would take. I thought my ambition was that at the end of the first year I might have a thousand subscribers, and um, it would help sell my my. Tours the next year, do you know what I mean? And at the end of the, the first year, I had 10,000 subscribers and uh, tourism hadn't opened up again yet. And But I was starting to make money from it, right? And uh, then uh, and I, now we've got 175,000 subscribers and I've been on, on on a film that's shown all over the world. I've been on Australian TV, I've been on Canadian TV, I've been on a series in, on, in UK... TV, I get acting work and it, it's it's mental, it's madness
1: If a curious person decided that, that what they were going to learn about Scottish history was through your videos mm-hmm. what what would you say about that, is that a good idea or what would they take from it that they might not take Do you know it from
0: what, this? I meet people in, in the street now because um, I'm kind of famous at home now, right? <laughs> Which is, people stop me in the street and sometimes you get people stop me in street, and they're a history teacher and they show my videos to their kids at school and I think, that is crazy. Do you know what I mean? Um, because I'm not a history teacher, you know, and I say that to people all the time. People say, oh, they're historian. But no, 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 I'm just a guy with a smartphone and a tripod that tells stories. And um, so it's incredible that people use, that teachers use my stuff. Um, but what was the question?
1: It's... <laughs> <laughs> if- If your version of history was the version of for someone who's curious. No, but there is no the version, is
0: there? There is no, you know, I I just, I I try and read books and kind of look at it with a humanity and kind of tell a story. And uh, there is no the version, because in the time there was no the version, you know. Um, and you're
1: a collector of contemporary stories too? I mean, as part of your travel, visits here, for example, will, mm-hmm. will things you learn here form part of your...
0: Oh, yeah, the, well, they'll, they'll form part of stand-up shows. Um, and th- so th- the video that I hope to make here will be looking at... Um, so, you've got this foundation of these Scottish settlers, Scottish Presbyterian settlers. And, but, of course, there were English people here as well. And you get, over the last couple of hundred years, you get layer upon layer of people. You've got Chinese-language TV shows, right? Or TV stations, right? So you get layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. So the question is, how much of the Scottish remains? Do you know what I mean? And and think that's really interesting because you've got... Also, loads of my viewers are in the US, right? And they've got, they've had layer upon layer of people that settled in Appalachian Mountains. And then, you know, you've got, you know, layer upon layer upon layer of civil war and all that kind of stuff on the top, the Ku Klux Klan and blah, 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 blah. And they have their perception of what is Scottishness, and they see themselves as Scottish. You've got, in Australia, you've got the same. In Canada, they say that they say that there's nobody more Scottish than the Canadians, do you know what I mean? If, if I'd had a pound for every time somebody told me that the Canadians were more Scottish than the Scottish, I'd invest it carefully <laughs> with <laughs> many amical mats, I'm not going. Cool. So, but in Scotland, and you've got all these these people in the States, for example, and they go, yeah, but th- this is a multicultural place and we're looking for some place that was our roots and our home kind of thing. And they come back to Scotland for that. And you, But when they get back to Scotland, they find me as their tour guide, this Scottish-African, right? <laughs> right, the mixed race... Guy and you're like no Scotland's also changed to be that multicultural kind of place and you've got all these layers that m- that build together and you've got a mixture and a blending of everything. It's like you know the Proclaimers are playing here on Wednesday night and their song Scotland's Story uh, talks about the you know the Picts and the the Angles, the the Danes, the 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 Jews, the uh, Ukrainians, the English have all come and. What is Scotland now is a part of all that. So, the, there is no one Scotland. Um, there are bits of Scotland all over the world, and you know, in the present day, and in different forms. and And each each person has got their own perception of of what Scotland is. you know to them,
1: Bruce? Let's talk about your upcoming fringe shows. Yeah, yeah. Let's. That's why yeah, let's
0: here. sell tickets.
1: Well indeed Um, So, you know um, Explain the relationship then Between the work that you do For um, Scotland History Tours Mm -hmm. And what you do In a stand-up context
0: Um, Well, in a stand-up context There's more jokes Right And there's more swearing Right Just just (laughs) to
1: let people know It is R16, we should say
0: It is R16, right So if you're the kind of person That's going to be offended By the occasional F word it's not for you um the uh but uh, I, there, uh there will be stories from scotland's history that i'm guessing people won't know um and uh there'll be yeah and there there'll be jokes we'll be talking about um We'll be talking about how Scotland formed and the different peoples that made Scotland. We'll be talking about the wars of independence and Robert Bruce and uh, stuff like that. We'll be talking about great, uh, the great Scottish scientists because Scotland built the modern world, right? And we invented everything. Um, and, uh, you know, so we'll be talking about all those uh, kind of things, but it'll be more joke-packed than if you watch uh, one of my videos on uh, YouTube.
1: And of course, um like any stand up community, I imagine you're going to reflect a little bit back on the audience what you find about the place you're in. And, and this is a particularly you know, a place that, that does claim its its Scottish heritage quite quite loudly and proudly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's that's what is like what I've said earlier and that um yeah, I, I will be pointing out that not just here. But um, the so you've got really four places, haven't you? You know when you think you think in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, and the US, right? Where Scott, I'm I'm doing air quotes here, people, right? Colonies, right? Yeah. Um, uh, where Scots have gone in kind Canada. Of, so I, I'll make some comment about uh, about that. I'll be honest, I've never finished the show yet because you, uh, it's always quite interactive, and when sometimes people say things. In the audience, and you like to respond and react uh, to that, and um, so, uh, and we often have fun with that. And I'll be honest, I've never got to the end of it. I've never got to, <laughs> never got to the end of the show yet.
1: What do you like to leave in your wake, uh, apart from you know maybe a, a sore belly from laughing? Do you do, do you want people to be curious? Do you want to have their curiosity? Um, post- yeah. yeah.
0: The, 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 if if I do. Uh, my job, right? Either when I upload a video on a Saturday morning or at a show, then people will experience more than an hour of uh, enjoyment from what they do in their own afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but they go, "Oh, right! I must find out about that, that story." Black Agnes, who was Black? Well, I'll tell them who Black Agnes was, but you know, they might go off and find out more about the Second War. Scottish independence. Do you know what I mean? They might go out, off and find out more about I hope that's the that's the kinda of, Yeah. You want you don't want the show to finish when the curtain comes down. Mm. You want it to uh, to continue. Do you know what I
1: mean? Well, more than enough reason to head along to Tefari Orukatiya.
0: Tefari Orukatiya.
1: Excellent. There you go. On Thursday and Friday of this week, eight PM shows Um, very, very reasonable prices uh, to to purchase your tickets for these. So don't hesitate. Make sure you're there as part of Dunedin Fringe 2023. And it's so exciting, again, to have Fringe back on uh, without limitations uh, from the 16th through to the 26th of March and to have uh, Bruce Fumi here with Stories of Scotland. Look for it. Book your tickets. Get along there. Bruce, enjoy your stay here in AutiePorty Dunedin. Um, thanks so much for taking some what time. What could possibly me. go wrong?
0: <laughs> this podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.